Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Better Left Podcast. This is Jay. If you're liking what you're hearing, don't forget to give us a rating of five stars. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button too so you can stay up to date with all of our new content. Thanks a lot. I can touch the particles of space, feel the matter shifting into place, floating through the darkness, call it grace, by your head and nod to the... This episode is not suitable for naughty boys. Naughty, naughty. Ooh, we got some naughty boys today. Oh yeah, we got some naughty ones. How are you? Cole? How's it going, JJ? I'm good. How are you? I'm surviving. Yeah, quarantine yeah. is taking its toll on my brain. It um, really is. I have yeah. gotten so many projects done around my house, though. Like. I cleaned my backyard, which took like 13 hours. I have shampooed my carpets, I think something like 12 times. Um, okay. Yeah, my house is the cleanest it's ever been, I think, which is pretty cool. And so all that to say, I have slowly gone crazy, but here I am still standing, as Elton John would say. Yeah, I haven't got a lot of projects done. I've just smoked like a quarter ounce of weed in a week. So that's pretty good. That's where I saw, I'm at. Yeah, I saw the quarter I bought before the lockdown happened. So I'm doing okay. That's impressive. Right. Yeah. That's impressive. Good job. Yeah. Thank you. Well, since the last time we talked, you know, some shit's gone down, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. I would say yes. I would say that some things have occurred. <laughs> uh, we talked about Joshua Collins and the doxing scandal last time. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, unsurprisingly, you know, the trolls came for us. Um, yeah. We've been getting called some ugly names. There's been some some screaming and some madness and people asking for more evidence, too, for sure. Oh, yeah. And then I seem to recall there was a certain incident where a oh, God. of Jason Call, who is infamous in our community for bullying, harassment and intimidation. There's actually an article about that. And you all should go read that. Uh, also Dave, a Rose Caucus member. Also a Rose Caucus member. Also <laughs> kind of like Joshua Collins' right hand. Uh, yeah, was spreading some nasty, naughty, naughty rumors about us. Um, that's okay, though. His staff. Yeah, yeah. we weren't expecting anything no. different. These kind of things happen. Anytime you say, hey, man, do better, people people lash out. You know, look what they did to Jesus, okay? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It's just weird how like repeated behavior continues to repeat, you know? Yeah, it's, it's a little odd. It's a little odd. But but you know, like in addition to like the shitty criticism we got, like I would say we also got some fair criticism. Um, you know, like you and me talking about yeah. the entire story, the complaint, things like that. Like you and I are very much in it in the weeds. And so I think that for some listeners, maybe there were some points where they might've gotten a little bit lost or they were asking for some additional information maybe. Um, so we've been working on that for the past week. Yeah, we absolutely have. And you know, I think uh, the thing I love about this, I love when our listeners reach out to us and say, hey, maybe that wasn't quite right or that wasn't quite clear because it always encourages us to do more work to get there. And so that's what I went and did. I reached out actually to a lot of the people who were involved in that original complaint, many of which were actually afraid to talk to me, which is shocking yeah. to me. Um, we got reports of I was also threatened with uh, like being publicly doxxed or like being exposed on the internet and this kind of stuff, even from somebody who is just like the most gentle man I've ever met in my life. And I could not believe that happened to him. Uh, but it's concerning, right? It's concerning because it points to a larger culture surrounding this and exactly why we're talking about this kind of thing, right? 
uh, our podcast is about being the better left. It's what we want to do. And so we're just putting it out there. Like this is our chance as a group, as a community to be the better left. And this is some naughty, naughty behavior. Naughty, naughty. And yeah, I mean, the fact that we heard from some of our sources that they have faced the same intimidation tactics that um, the person who filed this original complaint faced, I mean, I think that speaks for itself, right? Yeah, I think so. And then it got turned on to us as well. Uh, And yes, you know, it's been interesting because even from people internal to the Collins campaign, one of their somebody who identified themselves as Joshua Collins aide even did the same thing. So, uh, (laughs) yeah. And was repeating the same talking points that as we're going to show, we're supposed to be corrected. So, well, Hey court, let's go through the whole timeline again. Uh, I think it'll be important because I just want to talk about the new information that we get out of. And then I want to highlight up to what we knew before. Does that sound good? Right. Yeah. No, let's go through all the details. Just make it super clear for folks. Like you said, go through the timeline and just kind of the new info added to that timeline. Yeah, absolutely. So here's what we knew before. All right. So we knew that back in December, there was a Bernie karaoke event that one of the Collins campaign staffers and a person in the Thurston County community attended. All right. We knew that there was an event that occurred between the two where the Collins campaign staffer alleged some kind of interaction between them and that Joshua Collins tweeted out that this was sexually aggressive behavior. All right. Um, We also know that what occurred next was that the person didn't know what was happening. The way that they found out about it was somebody alerted them to the tweet that Joshua made. She reached out to the Collins campaign in an attempt to get contact with them. And suddenly uh, things kind of spiraled out from there. What happens is Collins himself reaches out to her on Facebook, demands a public apology, uh, intimidates her saying that some saying that like national DSA members of the Bernie Sanders national campaign, Uh, Lee Carter from Virginia and others were demanding the public release of her name, which to me is a clear intimidation tactic. She says, I didn't do it. They, uh, she says, can we meet and discuss that? Colin says, no, that's not an option. Just make the apology and do it now. Jay, really quick. Not only is it an intimidation tactic, but we have verified that these claims were not true. Correct. Correct. I reached out to DSA uh, National and asked if they had any contact with the Collins campaign, and they said no, not at all. Right. And I I reached out to um, several staffers of the Bernie campaign, and all have also said the same thing that they were not involved with this at all. Exactly. And then what occurs after that is. Collins publicly called when the Collins campaign staffers, the person who had some kind of interaction with her releases her name publicly and she ends up getting publicly identified. She reasonably views this as an intimidation and kind of harassment tactic. I think anyway, reasonably and everything spirals out from there. There's been this narrative built that she's this sexual predator that there's other stuff going on. Like she's this abusive person and it's just been her name kind of getting run through the mud. And all at the cost, it was at the cost of her reputation and all at the benefit of Joshua Collins' uh, campaign, which is part of the issue. Uh, now, we got some new information, though. And so that's the, that's the kind of information that I wanted to go over, right? Cool. And so here's what I learned, okay? So I reached out to some people who were at the event because I wanted to find out, okay, people who were there, they're going to be the best things. Now, what we found out was that in the previous episode, we said that Joshua Collins had not yet taken accountability for this. All right. Now there's some wrinkles in that. 
So here's the first wrinkle. So at this event that's mediated by a, a couple people that are prominent progressives in the community, an agreement is reached. The first part of that agreement is that the person they are accusing would reach out to the campaign staffer and public and apologize to them privately. Okay. This occurs according to our sources at that meeting. Uh, and secondly, what we determined was that the person who uh, accused her, so the Collins campaign staffer, accepts the apology and moves on. Okay? And Jay, can we clarify too that um, she was not apologizing for like sexual harassment or anything like that. She was apologizing for invading the staffer's space, which the the person who was accused, like they were willing to own up to that. And I think mm -hmm. as progressives, that's what we have to do. Like sometimes we make stupid decisions. Sometimes yep. we don't take into account, um, you know, our comrades who might be neurodivergent and, you know, that might really affect them. And so that's, yeah. a, I think that's a super fair conversation to have. Um, but that's not the conversation that was happening. Correct. Right. Exactly. What it happens is there's an agreement reached that the touching that occurred, they do agree that touching occurs. Nobody disputes that fact, uh, was not sexual in nature is that it was an example of, I think it was stated that she touched her on the shoulder right. and the, in the midst of a conversation. Right. And the campaign staffer is, like you said, neurodivergent. She says she's autistic and it made her very uncomfortable. She said that caused her trauma at the event and reasonably so. I mean, lots of people have issues with touch and I don't think right. that's a wrong thing. And you know what? That is a thing to absolutely be critical of the person they're accusing of uh, sexual aggression for. But it's posting, not posting someone's name publicly like it. it it was it was decided by the group in mediation that this was an overreaction, correct? Exactly, including the person that was touched. Right. Uh, she wasn't at the meeting. That's an important piece to make. But there was right, communication right. made via the two parties, uh, by the two parties via text message, and they ended up resolving things. Now, there was a contingency on that. The apology would go out if the Collins campaign would issue a public retraction of their claims. Right. All right. Now, there's some concern around this. So we found an example, a copy of what Collins posted. All right. We got an example of that. Now, in his posting, he says this, I'm posting this as a simple retraction. A few months ago, one of our staffers was at a political event at a bar and experienced unwanted, non-consensual touching from an intoxicated person who gave the impression they were a staffer for another campaign. That is Joshua Collins ver version of events. <laughs> and what we're going into this is that is not an accurate depiction of events. Now, no. before we get into that though, I just want to be really clear. You might imagine given that that is the opening line of Joshua <laughs> Collins statement, the person that they accused was not super happy with that apology. They said, wow, gee, maybe that is not a good one, and followed a follow-up complaint just stating with our revolution, Thurston County, what occurred and what happened and that it just did not work out, all right? So I just, I got some concerns about the Collins response, and I, I've just got feelings about it, and I'm happy that we have a podcast because I get to talk about them. No, but I mean, as... 
as voters, as potential volunteers, donors, whatever, like we get to have feels about this. We get to discuss it. And like, these are valid concerns for someone who could be holding a position of power, who could be representing hundreds of thousands of people. Like we have to call this sort of thing out. So I think what we're going to do next is kind of just go through um, not only like the the problematic claims that the Collins campaign made in that statement, but also kind of some of the things that um, some of our listeners have brought up to us, like concerns or questions that they had. Um, so do you want to kind of just do like a rapid fire of all those things? Absolutely. Um, let's start with this. Let's read the very first opening statement. I gave you kind of like the first few sentences, but I just yes. want to make sure we're very clear on what the apology was from Collins. Yeah. Uh, because it it's me. critical to the claims that we're going to get here. So. Colin says, I'm posting this as a simple retraction. A few months ago, one of our staffers was at a political event at a bar and experienced unwanted, non-consensual touching from an intoxicated person who gave the impression they were a staffer for another campaign. That campaign never got fully launched and therefore never had staff. I was told that they were a staffer. That was apparently an unintended miscommunication by this person, person that they're accusing, and so I'd like to issue a retraction because I learned that this detail is inaccurate. My posts where I talked about this have since been removed, though I'd never use the name of either the person who did this or the person they were supporting. I apologize for this inaccuracy as I was working only with the information I had been given at the time. All right. That's Collins. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to break it down real quick here and just talk about this one first. Um, so the first claim that he makes is that the originally that the person was sexually aggressed, right? That's, that's where this whole thing starts. No. And go back, like the retraction that they thought that they were agreeing on was that they would retract that they were saying this person was sexually aggressing the staffer and that there was no retraction of that in the statement. Correct. Correct. And the thing that's really important here is the only person to date who has said that jo that she was sexually aggressive toward his was staffer Joshua Collins. is Joshua Collins. That is the right. only person who has ever made that claim. All right. There's no owning of that. There's no owning in this uh, apology about I shouldn't have framed it that way. I should have done this differently. It was this person was a staffer and therefore it was totally okay to do that. Right. And so again, we're going to be posting, you know, the complaint and all that sort of stuff. So folks can look into that, but this has been shown in the complaint also by the acceptance of the apology and the accounts of three separate people who were at that follow-up event that it was not sexual in nature. And again, let's have the conversation about how to effectively organize and work with our neurodivergent brothers and sisters. Like let's have that conversation, totally, but yeah. that is that is not what happened. Like imagine if Collins would have used his statement to talk about like those sort of issues and to talk about how we need to be more aware that would have been fucking rad, but that's not what he did. Exactly. Now um, there are a couple things that are pretty important here. Collins does say that he never used the name of the person that is true. However, Collins Technically. did. It is a technical truth because Collins did retweet the exact threads wherein that names the person. And exactly. so, Best case, he's complicit in it. 
Um, worst case, he's absolutely guilty of it because if you're going to retweet a message that has that person, you are guilty of spreading the name of that person. Okay. Like, I don't want to hear a Donald Trump level defense about how, oh, it was okay. I deleted the tweets or something. You still did it guy. Like it's still a thing. Um, another piece of it was that this person led them to believe that they were a staffer. Uh, yeah, no. Of a campaign that didn't, that exist, didn't exist. That up until then, which didn't exist until very recently, it does exist now, but right. then it didn't exist. This person has never worked for the campaign that they alleged. By the way, that campaign is Beth Dolio. They've never like done any kind of work for them. They supported no. her, but they are not a staffer. And just because you support somebody doesn't mean you're a staffer. Like I never worked for the Sanders campaign. I might've supported Sanders, but that doesn't mean I'm a staffer for them. I think right. Biden should drop out. But if I met Biden at a bar and said, drop out, dude, I still wouldn't be a staffer of the Sanders <laughs> campaign. Like uh, there are better options out there, dude. Well, and Absolutely. also in his statement, he says that, I mean, I'm not saying it word for word, but he basically says that he was working off of just the information that he had. Exactly. Or that was given to him. And it's like that. Shifting the blame. Not, that's not responsible. No, you're shifting the blame. You're shifting like, the blame. And you're also saying that like you were working off of incomplete information and like tweeting out things that are extremely harmful based on incomplete information. Right. Exactly. Now, we can, I'm sorry, but it's just like we cannot trust someone in a position of power, such as being a representative who is going to make decisions off of just the information that is handed to them. Like they need to take the initiative, have the leadership skills. You know, these are basic things and we are being shown that Joshua Collins does not possess those basic skills. Exactly. And so I had a conversation with the Washington state democratic progressive caucus chair about this exact issue. And he's okay with me using his name. Uh, he's agreed to go on record, but he told me this, he said, you know, Collins says in his complaint that he did not know these things. He didn't understand this stuff. He says in his apology that none of this was true, but I told him. <laughs> cool. And so it's just like, okay. okay, so you're completely fabricating more. So he's playing dumb. Exactly. As if, yeah. as if he, just because he didn't know, it excused him from the responsibility of doing his due diligence to investigate an issue, which he was coached to do, by the way. Uh, into the issue to believe both women because believing women is important. Believing survivors is important. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. that also means that we have to exercise responsibility and due diligence to investigate these issues when, as Joshua Collins says, he has such a large platform. You can't just do that. You can't retweet these statements. You can't expose people to risk like that, especially when these people are constituents in the district that you want to serve. Like right. that. Um, Can I also say, yes, believe women, but again, this staffer never publicly said that she was right. sexually harassed. This came from Joshua Collins. Like, exactly. Yeah. Okay. No, that's exactly <laughs> part of it too, right? And don't put the responsibility of your word choice on your campaign staffer's shoulder. Right. That's not his fault or her fault. That's not the staffer's fault. That was your choice to use specific wording that caused people to be incited because you wanted a response and you got that response. And now here we are. Yep. Now here we are where you've actually put somebody at risk because of the words that you were going to use. Ridiculous. Unbelievable. Yep. And that the now, issue is half-assed apology is just ex trying to excuse yourself from a responsibility. Like, come on, man. Don't put your name to that. 
Like, get out of here. Now, going back to that half-assed apology, too, though, can we highlight the fact that um, we can't find this apology anywhere? Right. The only reason I have copies of this apology is because they've been sent to me. People screenshot them and then right. send them out. Uh, so we're I, fairly like if someone can find it for us that we haven't been able to that's rad but like we have searched facebook twitter like all the things and we have not been able to find this apology so that is an indication that it has been deleted um on top of that so, the collins campaign has absolutely refused to respond to any kind of uh, request for comment uh, yes. We've had it just sitting out there since before we even published our last episode so yep. we are being forced to go out and do the research and figured this stuff out alone when Collins could have just messaged us back and this would have been resolved. But yeah, no, fine. we would have loved to have their side of the story for sure. But um, yeah, they haven't reached out. Um, but the other thing that we have heard from people online, like one of our criticisms is that uh, this woman was not doxxed. So I, I feel, I feel like that's one of the stupidest things that I could hear from people, but do you want to kind of break that down? Yeah, I just, I get absolutely angry whenever I hear this. And I, again, I just heard this exact argument from one of somebody who identifies themselves as an aide to Joshua Collins. All right. So this is clearly still pervasive in the campaign. This is clearly yeah. still a part of it. And to be very clear, I identified myself. I said, hey, this is who I am. And they wanted to talk about it. So, okay, fine. Uh, the woman was not doxxed. They, they didn't dox her by releasing her name, by... Uh, when somebody asks what her occupation was, responding to the message, they didn't dox her by pointing out her social media profiles in a state wherein voter information is public, public record. You can look them up. They didn't dox her by saying this person was sexually aggressive to a staffer in my community, to a community that they know would be defensive of her by naming her or anything like that. Okay, sure. Yeah, you didn't dox her. Yes, you fucking did. Like, yes, you no. did. Like, and get the, the fuck thing. out. So, you know, maybe uh, the Joshua Collins campaign did not copy and paste her address into a tweet. But what they did is they used their position of power to publicly expose a private citizen without doing due diligence and without vetting things. And like, I don't care what your definition of doxing is. That is problematic. That is worrisome. As someone who is running for public office, that does not make me comfortable at all. Exactly. And even if like, even if the events had happened exactly how Collins claimed they did originally, even if it was like an act of sexual aggression, if you expose somebody's name like that and expose them to public harm, you are responsible for what happens to them. You are complicit in what occurs. This is right. how these things work. Like you Again, can't, Go ahead. It's a it's about how you're using your position of power, your seventy thousand followers, whatever it may be. Like we are not saying you know you shouldn't be behind your staffer, but like that is not the way that you do it. You can't tell me that if you are in the House of Representatives that if one of your staffers was in danger or in harm, like that you think that tweeting about it is the way to fix things. Exactly. I mean, that's exactly it. Now. Uh, we've heard some other defenses and, you know, I just spent some time kind of thinking about like, okay, let's suppose this happened, right? Like how would I be trying to justify my actions? Right. And one of them, and I've, we've seen this claim put out before is Collins was just offending somebody who was abused and heard this from the exact person that I was just talking about that aid, right? A uh, couple questions that I just feel like are really important, right? So listen, if that was true, 
then Collins at best abandoned his staffer when the pressure was on. Right? Yep. That's just part of it. Like, why would you do that? Suddenly the narrative has changed. You asked, did you ask her to back off the claim? Did you say that wasn't that we were going to get too much pressure? What occurred there? Because up to this point, it kind of looks like you threw her under the bus. Uh, why would you attack a constituent in your district with zero investigation or due diligence, right? If you're being asked, if you're asking people to vote for you because you want to lead your district at the federal level, you want to represent 700,000 people or more at the federal level, you probably should at least be able to exercise due diligence and responsibility in something like this, which really came down to, it was a disagreement between your staffer and a constituent in the community. We've been there before. I've mitigated those situations. I've negotiated through those kind of things. It is not that hard. You just shut up for a second and ask people what happened and do your best to make sure that your response is measured and appropriate to what occurred. All right. That is really, really critical. You can't just fire off like that. That's not what responsible actors do. You do your due diligence. You have a measured response. You investigate the issues. You evaluate the claims. That's what we need in leaders, okay? We don't want somebody who just fires off on Twitter whenever something goes wrong because that's what we got in office in the executive <laughs> branch right now, uh. right? We don't need more Trumpian bullshit. That's what we're trying to get away from in 2020. Like, come on. And to remind folks, uh, staff of the Collins campaign has said that it's some Trumpy shit. So like, that's not from our mouth. That's from them. Right. It's what they wanted to model themselves after. And shockingly, it's what they've done. Now, Great job. The, the final point is just <laughs> this, right? We have not been able to find this public retraction anywhere. So Collins says, I don't want... Uh, we are going to be on the side of the abuse. This was a tweet that he made that he will continue to defend him. You got to be on the side of the people that you abuse too then, man. And yep. that's what's going on here is like you left them out to dry. If you deleted your statement after you publicly posted it, that is even worse than if you'd made it to begin with, even though it was a half-assed apology to begin with, because that means you're not even man enough to stand for your words that you put out there. And that is a problem. That's not what we need in a leader, all right? If you're going to say something, you should stick to it. And, you know, I, I will credit my dad for this. I grew up as a conservative. I grew up as an evangelical. But one of the things that was really, really critical in our community was that you should let your yes be yes and your no be no. Meaning you stand by your words. You stand by what you say. You want to be a man of your word or a person of your word and really be there. Deleting what you say and not owning what you said is not that. That is not a person of integrity. And that is a huge issue for me. Um, I think Collins has his heart in the right place. I should say that. I don't think that it's that he wants to just do this. And when we listen to the reports from people, it sounds like he's just surrounded himself with people that have been leading him astray. Okay. Uh, but you got to be better. This yeah. is your chance, right? Like we ended the last episode with, uh, this is your chance to be better. We want to be the better left. We don't want to just be, you know, leftists who scream and shout we don't want to just be people who are prone to rabid responses because that's what the right does. We don't want to be like the people who are storming the Capitol in Michigan. We shouldn't be doing that, right? We want to make sure that what we are doing is representing people first. And that means we have to respect the experience of every person. And that's what it comes down to. Like, this is what happens. We didn't do that. We picked a side, we became rabid, and there you go. And I know I just went on a rant about it, but it's just, I, this yeah, bothers me so I feel much. You, man. 
Yeah, no, it, it bothers me too. And I mean, covering this whole thing has really just, I mean, it's a bummer, you know, it's a bummer to see folks in our own community um, misuse their positions of power in ways like this. But again, like, you know, we have this small platform that we do. And so when given the information, we felt like it was really important to share it with our listeners. Um, and, you know, again, we would have loved to hear from from Josh, from the campaign, whatever it may be. Um, but instead, they've just kind of continued to be problematic online, which you can check out yourself. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's really it from us for this, right? I think so too. You know, I think yeah. what's important is that as we move forward, we're starting this conversation of what does it actually mean to be the better left? So we're going to reach right. out to some pretty prominent people in the community and we want to get their perspectives on it. So look out for some more interviews from us. Look out for some more discussion. Um, and if you have people we should interview, reach out to us, right? Send us a quick message. You can email me directly. It's j at betterleft.net. And just let me know, I think you should interview this guy or I think you should interview this strong. Yeah, I mean, primary season is coming up. So like there's got to be some fantastic candidates out there. We've already got a couple that we for sure want to talk to. So if you know of folks that, you know, are using their positions of power for good, who really are listening to their constituents, who are doing that work, like we want to talk to them. We want to hear what they're doing. Um, So yeah, definitely reach out. And uh, again, Thanks for, you know, being the better left, right, Jay? Absolutely. And so if you like what you're hearing, if you like what you, what we're saying, make sure you give us a quick like, subscribe to us, leave a review saying, I totally agree with you because obviously I said only good things. Um, And make sure that you tell your friends about us too. Um, Yeah. Leave a review saying that corn is beautiful. Because corn is beautiful. Thank you. Wow. We are, yeah. (laughs) Corn is the nation and the nation is corn, I think. I don't, corn I don't is think. our country and our country is corn. Thank That's you very right. much. Yeah. Yeah. Nation of corn. Um, yep. That's our new name. So anyway, <laughs> like we are, uh, just leave us, tell your friends about us. Let, uh, let them know too. We're going to continue this discussion on interviewing some good people. We'll have some good discussions and we're looking forward to hearing from you as well. So uh, today I think it's not better left to the naughty boys, corn. No naughty boys. No, no naughty boys. Uh, <laughs> any questions? Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye. I guess they thought I was safe. If I was talking, they say that I'm a dangerous ape. Fuck these colorless bastards. They can slap on my knob. Three six to them all. Where the blood tear the club up. Hit a racist motherfucker. Beat him to the flow. Am town. Better let him know. I'm on my Django shit. You know what time it is. Watch what you say. It might get you ripped. Look me in my face. I'm on my Palme shit. Pro black like a golf. Fist up like a ladder. Yeah, I'm pissing them off, protest the one you exalt White tears full of salt, the worst fist up with all Left hand to a rapper, right hook to your ear So my message is clear, ain't no code switch Middle finger, I flip, John Wicks in the booth Taking shots at the president I hope this record set a motherfucking precedent I'm with the shits, no fucks to get Get, 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 get Speak in my mind, I'm about to win
trash Y'all can kiss my ass You don't get a pass You mad I'm glad But what about the black on black crime A conflated myth I'll never co-sign Chaz killing pennies all the time Tell them get their leaders on the line Oh that's right they're busy killing mine Paying pigs to shoot us on the dime Just the system not a blue swine I'm 